Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James the Fat Man, Stevens, and Rob the Old Guy is back in studio. And before we start off, there is a nonprofit I want you all to take a look at. And if you agree with their message, do me a favor, check them out. They're near and dear to my heart. Check out graciasjesuslove.org, I believe. It's a close and personal friend. He goes to places like uh, Masachapa and Portimil in Nicaragua, helps feed people, helps bring them clothing, has done an amazing amount of stuff in the area, also does stuff in Northern California. Go to graciasjesuslove.org. Check it out. And if you agree with what he does, donate, you know, a couple of bucks and, and tell him the Mad Trio sent you. I'd appreciate that. Ryan, for some reason, it won't be here. It probably has to do with the, the COVID lifestyle as we're all probably slowly circling down the unemployment drain as the economy just bottoms out. So does anything have any more exciting and happier to talk about than what's on the news besides people dying everywhere? It's like a family dirge. So- what do you guys think should be the sentence for somebody trying to steal one of the original copies of the Magna Carta? One of the original copies of the Magna Carta? Where was it being housed? Yeah. Which one? In England. Well, shit, dude. If you steal, like, the crown jewels, they skin you alive and nail you to the cross doors. Not, the, the, the church doors. In the Salisbury Cathedral in England, Mark Royden from Canterbury uh, was trying to steal the Magna Carta, or one of the original copies, is what it says, original copies, so it's not a original Magna Carta, but one of the original copies from a security case back in October of 2018. He was finally sentenced today. Jeez. Can you guess what he got? 100 years. Rob? Uh... Well, it's a pretty serious document. Uh, so the crime, uh, the punishment should fit the crime. So I'm hoping uh, he has his uh, left hand chopped off. Four years. Four years? Four years. Wow. Four years. So I... I, I, I am... Obviously, I was way, way more stringent. I, <laughs> I am curious, though. That's got to be a hard document to fence. Well, I'm, he tried to smash the case with some hammer or something, and uh, I don't oh, even know if he damaged the glass. I mean, so this was more of one of those things that, hey, let's give this a try, like the like Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man type of type of thing. Not not a well planned out uh, like Nicolas no. Cage movie. So, yeah, I mean, did he state a reason why he wanted to steal it? It looked pretty next to I, drapes. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So there's. <laughs> it didn't say in the article I read, but. But four years, that's what he got. Four years. Well, I mean, obviously, he wasn't successful, so. I've heard people driving with a wet and reckless that have gotten more time than he has. I I am curious, does he have to replace that bulletproof glass? I mean, what exactly is his, does does he have any, like, restitution? I didn't say. It just said that he was sentenced to four years of incarceration. So, and, and this took place, place in Great Britain. Great Britain. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, wow. their justice system is different than ours. It's slower, apparently. <laughs> and, yeah, 2018 to 2020, that's a long trial for so, uh, uh, document theft. So. Well, but if the other thought is if this was the United States, he would have been in jail 
probably the whole time. So four years, he probably would Not be out. Not if he out. was in California. Now we got zero bail. He would have been out because it's a nonviolent crime. He would have been kicked out in the public, and he could try stealing it again. If he well, that's to true. But, I mean, but before this, this no bail system, he would have gotten time served. Because I've known a number of oh, people. Oh, absolutely, at this point, yeah. I know a number of well, people who've had certain similar things that might have gotten time served. So, you know, in this case, they would have had to do an additional year and they'd be out. Well, it was a, you know, it was the old day-for-day day type of thing. He was been incarcerated oh, well, for almost two years. So, yeah, that would have worked. Well, um, I just also found in the article uh, the defense attorney said he was in a car accident in 1991 and had tragically, it had tragically affected him causing him brain damage and so while he's incarcerated he's being a court protection order so he's what he's under so he's mentally incompetent obviously being held out of general population but that might have been you know brought into the sentencing as well so that might be why he only got four years but that makes sense that he would have a, d- depending on how bad he was uh, injured in the accident, this could have been something that he was, uh, what was it? Brain had damage? A, yeah, had, a, I forgot what, a poor impulse control. Like people um, who, who get certain types of brain damage, like their personality switches, have poor ability to control impulses, et cetera. So this may have been something that he couldn't have himself helped. Maybe. Um, so... James Ryan, well, James and I, Ryan apparently hasn't seen it, have been bitching since this movie came out about Avatar The Last Airbender by M. Night Shyamalan. There is an article at Paste, uh, pastemagazine.com, and this is the headline, A Decade Later, Let's Itemize the Sins of M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. And it's an entire article, pretty much of them talking shit about the movie. Um... Like M. Night Shyamalan, uh, M. Night Shyamalan as a director also made the choice to condense the entirety of Avatar's first season, some eight hours of animation material, into a surprisingly rushed film. So I'll have to send this uh, this article to James because it's absolutely hilarious. You did send it to me, and it's a yeah. I mean, them saying in the article that uh, it can't be made any worse is very, very accurate. I mean, you can only go up from there. <laughs> so um, that about sums up the entire film. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, mean, I just, I thought it was, <clears throat> I just thought it was hilarious. Um, like basically, it was an article saying, by the way, why did it take ten years? You could have given the movie a, a watch like six months after it was made. Um, you know, he probably heard about the film. And just stayed away from it because he didn't want to destroy his, uh, I don't know. Maybe he liked Shyamalan Wing Ding Dong, I don't know. So as a, as a really weird segue to the, what the old guy wants to talk about. In 1943, okay. upon arrival at Auschwitz, Jewish ballerina Franziska Mann stripped dis- dis- distractingly, stole an SS guard's pistol, and shot him dead. Man was able to wound another guard in the, the stomach before being killed. This is the first time I have ever heard that story. Okay. Have, have you? I mean, it's a really weird transition, but I, I there, was no. a, there was a thing on, fa- on, on Twitter that was called Jewish Triva Privilege. And the only reason I brought that up is to take a look. It's, and it's interesting because you had people talk about their family history to uh, neo-Nazis, 
But if you if you go on there and find the people's story about their family history, it's freaking amazing. The the, the records and the stuff that these people actually bring up, you know, or, or they say. So that that history is is not dead. Now it's the old guy's turn, but that was just something I wanted to bring up because it, it, I I spent a couple like an hour or more reading some of these stories. I you know I know my turn. I got I do have a couple things I wanted to talk about. One's good. Couple's very interesting. Uh, you know. As we have witnessed recently, all the uh, Black Lives Matter situations and many of the other uh, things going on around the country, I thought it was very interesting. They're starting to put together um, hate crime statistics uh, from, uh, and we're going to just take New York City. Uh, being one of the bigger areas that also had larger protests and all that. And uh, I think one of the things that I wanted to bring up, and, and, and I, I think it's being spoken more and more about, that, that anti-Semitism is alive and well and growing vastly in this country. So not to be forgotten, um, there are some t- statistics that uh, has just come out throughout New York City on hate crimes and hate crime reports. And uh, in one very, very short, oh, I, I believe this first report that I'm going to look at here is to tell you the percentages of calls on hate crimes uh, in New York City within a uh, one-month period of time. The uh, percentage of them, they, they're broken down into things like uh, anti-Jehovah Witnesses, uh, there were seven, anti-Buddhists, there was eight. I'm... I'm, I'm- I'm just shocked, like, out of all the things Jehovah Witnesses do, is there, I, I just don't know, I, I've never been anti-Jehovah's Witness. I just don't like having my door knocked on early in the morning. Well, that's probably why. That's a hell <laughs> of a reason to hate somebody. Well, anti-Hindu, Levin, anti-Mormon. <laughs> I just don't want anybody to knock on my door. Yeah, there you go. 15. That's why I text him instead. Anti-Sikh, 20. Anti-Eastern Orthodox, 23. Wait, Sikh was only 20? Yeah, 23 for Eastern Orthodox. That, 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 I'm sorry, that just really surprises me considering it's Middle Eastern, you know, like stereotypically. And well, but Seeker Indian religion. Yeah, but, but it doesn't seem like people know the difference. That's the only reason I'm surprised because they always get lumped in the what Muslims. What was really interesting for me about that one is that there were more complaints uh, from for the Sikhs than there were for the Hindus. And they're basically in the same area. Uh uh, other Christians, I'm not sure what they mean by anti-other Christians, is 27, anti-Protestants, 40, uh, anti-multiple religious groups, 47, anti-Catholic, 73, anti-other religions, 76, anti-Muslim, 273, and anti-Jewish, 938. Uh, the percentage is, if you were to look at that statistic, is four times greater uh, anti-Jewish than any other hate crime in New York City. And then uh, complaint to statistics of all hate crime incidents by bias motivation, a hate crime report through New York City. Um, they, they lumped in things a little bit different. In this case, like a anti-Asian, 11%, anti-black, 12%, anti-homosexual, 6 anti-Muslim, 1%, uh, anti-other ethical regions, 3%, anti-transgender, <laughs> 2%. And anti-Jewish, 45. 
I, so, I would have, I, I see, I would have thought that the, the, and this is in the United States, right? Yeah, New York City. I would have thought that the, the trans, and at least the trans would have been higher than, than the, the, the Jewish. It yeah, wasn't even close. Wow, that really surprises me. So you, you bring up the United States. This is, uh, it's from statista.org or .com. So I don't know if I 100% trust it, but you know what they say, this is by 2020. So Number of anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic incidents in London in 2019, 947. Germany, 1,799. And then in, uh, in the UK, it's 1,805. There's been reports how it's actually been on the rise in Europe as well. Yeah. No, it seems to be uh, worldwide all of a sudden. I, huh. Maybe. Uh, or just getting sick of people's shit. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I think uh, I think what it's pointing out is, as as much as I'm sympathetic with the two biggest things right now that are happening, obviously, are Black Lives Matter <clears throat> and NFT, NFL teams or professional sport teams change having to change their names because of indigenous, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Native American and others. Uh, names and that they consider um, hate hate speech. Oh, and well, so like the football gonna, teams, like the the Redskins and the Braves. Yeah, Redskins, and Washington Redskins have already come out and said they're going to change their name and their logo. I, realistically, I'm not surprised. Even though the thing that surprises me about that is now I have read this. I don't know if it's true because I haven't found an article from the day stating it. But there were multiple reports I've read online about Native Americans being incredibly happy of having quote-unquote, like the Redskins having an Indian. Um, There's a group of Native Americans that feel that that is not a derogatory term yeah, like and, the, the, and actually like it. But What is it, the Seminoles? It was the... God, there's could a, have been. No, there's a, uh, uh, that's college, the there's a college football team, and I think they're called the Seminoles or something like that, and yep. peop, people were trying to get them to change it, and the, the tribe actually said, hey, we dig it. Leave, us, leave it alone. Well, okay, so here's the here's yeah. the newest one. The newest one that I just came out is the mighty F- Irish fighting Irish. The mighty fighting Irish. Notre I'm, Dame. I think somebody's got to be yeah. trolling it. Right. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I mean, though. all right. So now <laughs> we can't have uh, fighting Irish anymore either. So, oh, huh. but I'll still have my Boondock Saints. So I'm happy. Um, so. John's been out buying alcohols and stuff like that because he, as I'm sure all the audience members know, because he goes on his tangents, is that he likes to do mixed drinks. Now, John, what would you think if you came across whiskey sold in paper bottles? In paper bottles? Yes. I would be very wary of it affecting the taste of the alcohol. I mean, how old whiskey are we talking about? Are we like white whiskey? Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker is saying in 2021, they are going to be putting out all of their whiskey in paper bottles. They are no longer going to be using glass. They will not be using plastic. They are going strictly paper. And the thing about it is, that they're also even claiming that the plastic coating that goes inside to stop it from leaking out, they will not be using. So they are going to go straight paper bottle. Now my thinking 
is how long until the liquid in there, because alcohol has a high acidic content, I wonder how long it would be before it leaks completely through and eats it up. I, that's just my thinking is how long will that take? Will it be so you, this a was, year? This was will jo- it be this, less? You said Johnny Walker, right? Yep, Johnny Walker whiskey will be going strictly paper bottle. So you're, you're telling me sure some... that wasn't put up by the onion. Uh, BBC News is the article I'm using. What was BBC News? <laughs> so are, so you're telling me like Johnny Walker. You're telling me like Johnny That's Walker. Kind of what I'm so you're talking like yeah. Johnny Walker Blue that right now at Total Wines and More is four hundred and forty dollars a bottle is going to be in a paper cup. That's what they're claiming. So here's here's my legitimate question, and I, I don't know much about Johnny Walker. Is it? I I pretty much uh, stick to Buffalo Trace at the moment. Um, a is how long is it aged? If if you're talking about like they have different they have different if, ages. If, if you're talking about like you know like the the older ages, my question is how does it affect the taste? Are they going to make it cheaper? That's what I'm curious about. Because if if I find out it has kind of a papery taste on a five hundred dollar bottle five hundred dollar bottle of whiskey, which I'll never buy, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Um, well, but, they say that it's gonna be sprayed on the inside with a coating. They don't go into the coating; it's probably patented. But it's supposed to not interact with the drinks that they will contain. But I'm still thinking like. I mean, there's people that will buy, as John said, those $400 and up bottles, because they even go up even higher than $400. Jeez. You sit there and you hang on to that bottle for decades. <clears throat> I, I don't. I mean, I'm, you know, I just, I'm just wondering how long until it dissolves through whatever the coating it is Isn't... and whatever else it is. Isn't glass continually recyclable? Can't you just yeah. recycle? So what? So they say it, it, the this is the quote: making bottles from glass also consumes energy and creates carbon emissions. Okay, they're, that's they're, the quote from the article. So it's a woke alcohol. Hilarious. Yeah. An, an expensive woke alcohol. Now I'm, I'm, I've said this before when talking to Ryan. I'm all for going green. When it's convenient, when it makes sense, but this makes no sense. <laughs> I, I, for one, I, I won't buy. I, I really love Buffalo Trace. Um, by the way, if you want to sponsor Old Guy Tech TV and, and Mad Trio, please, we'll be happy to accept. I fuck, just send me a bottle. Um, I don't get it. I, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't see and why. Rob. Yeah. This article is also on Forbes. Spirit Business. Drinks business, the Guardian, Reddit, it goes on and on. It's all over now. Well, but they're saying that this is going to happen. All right. Well, so. you know the interesting thing is I'm on Johnny Walker's site and there's nowhere are they reporting paper bottles. I well, I, they're saying all over the internet. Yeah, so. somebody copied the Onion article. I, I almost guarantee I, you. I, I'm <laughs> going to tell you right now, man. I hope so because. <laughs> Like glass is doesn't so doesn't make any sense. Glass is so neutral. I mean, the I only agree. the only thing I could see is depending on what was it like milk. Like the, the darker I've heard that the darker bottles are better uh, for some alcohols or like a milk product than the clear ones because the sun's rays yada yada. I I could see making it a different color, but when alcohol 
you buy alcohol, you you want to see what it looks like. When you buy a thing of whiskey, you want to see that golden amber color. Um, oh, I know. I, I, don't, I know. I agree. I'm I'm kind of confused. I agree. Especially alcohol when a lot of people go, ooh, this looks nice. When it, it you know, it, it could be like Appleton Estate so. 12-year uh, rum. It, 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 I don't know. It makes make no sense to me. But, hey, more... More power to you. Uh, talking about the previous thing, uh, what Rob was talking about, I did find this thing. This is one in four Europeans hold anti-Semitic views. Nearly one in four, 24.6% of Europeans hold strongly anti-Semitic views, according to a poll by Jewish anti-hate organizations released on Thursday. Um, I could possibly understand Europe depending on immigration. Um, I'm kind of curious on the America, why it's going up. Um, I did want to say that because I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated how that just skyrockets. Um, I, yeah, because you, you, cause I think I, my my whole point with bringing up what I brought up, why I brought it up, was the fact that there's <laughs> groups that have been uh, targeted for anti-hate and anti-speech and all that for forever, <laughs> and and the Jews are one of them. Uh, maybe they need to get out there and start. Uh, <laughs> start rioting and burning stores down. <laughs> maybe that's you know, why, because stereoty- let's get some uh, maybe attention stere- to it. Maybe that's why, because stereotypically our people own the stores. Um, no, because that, that they won't burn down their own stores. So I'm not worried about that. I don't know. It just, what's their insurance fraud? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of confused at, at the whole thing. I mean, because we're at a time where, where, where things are being accepted more than ever before. I mean, like, like transgender, gays, hair colors, hell at work, you can have tattoos. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy shit that was, and that, that was, it's accepted now. And I don't mean crazy shit and, and the, the negative It's just compared to what things used to be. It's just amazing that, that of all the things to pick from, they, they pick the Jews, which relatively speaking, I, I, I don't know. I'm quibbling, but I don't understand it. Well, I'm disappointed here too, but I'm disappointed in, in in an awful lot of the whole situation with <clears throat> why is it because a person looks a certain way or has a certain color skin or whatever it may be that anybody just decides, okay, now we got to hate you. No, I never agree. made any mis- sense to me, but I've the rest of the world's been dealing with it forever. I don't get it on anybody, you know, gay, straight, trans. Uh, we're talking about Jews, blacks, whatever. I don't get it. I wasn't raised that way. The only way I could say I was raised is, you know, I was raised to dislike the color of somebody's character, not the color of somebody's skin. Um, I, you know, a.k.a. if you're a dick, you're a dick. I, I don't get <laughs> it. Um, it's just weird. Because it makes it still makes no sense I, to I me. know. It just... It's hard for us to understand racism. However, that there we may have a a bias that we're not even aware of to a certain degree, and that's one of the things that they've also been saying is that you don't even know the fact that you're racist. I <laughs> okay, so, because you know you're you know so oh so here's okay. here's where I disagree with that fervently, and I cannot speak for anybody else but myself. So fuck y'all if you think I'm wrong. I spent a, a, a great a, a great period of, of time reflecting on things, interactions with people, thoughts, and I dwell on shit a lot on saying, hey, do I have a bias here or a bias there? What are my biases? Because that's just me. I, I don't see a reason to dislike somebody. So if I dislike somebody, I want to know why. It's like, okay, why does 
I, do I dislike this person? So for me, I, everybody has some sort of bias. It's, it's human nature. But to say I'm racist and I don't know it, I claim bullshit. <laughs> I, you, you might be surprised. I'm sure we can come up with some kind of test we can give you that'll show that you have a bias. But maybe it came down to the guy in third grade who decided to steal my pencil case. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's like, I even understand. Did you stab him? <laughs> no, but that, so I've been listening. What I, I want, one of the things I wanted to bring, uh, bring up is I've been listening to an audio book that was one of the books that act, uh, helped actually make the movie, the specific, the specific or Pacific, uh, <laughs> excuse me. That thing. The, the, the band of brothers for the Pacific theater called, um, with the old breed by EB sledge. It's the story of at Peleliu and Okinawa. And he was in these battles, and this is him going through those two battles, two of the worst battles in the Pacific Theater. <coughs> and, and and there's this one there's this one scene in the book where he's told to dig a trench because there's they're 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 coming towards at nighttime that you know and the Japanese are come towards him. The dude's digging a trench, and all of a sudden hits this giant pound uh, this giant thing of maggots pouring out like a volcano. Yeah. And he's told to keep digging and all these people. And then he's seeing his friends dead here and bodies here. And I, I can understand the hatred that war brings because war kind of brings out the negatives of everybody, you know, and it also helps to dehumanize your enemy. But I don't understand any other. Um, I don't understand hating somebody other than extreme circumstances like that. <laughs> I but found your just BBC. for no reason to hate somebody, or you mean? I mean, there's people that look. Uh, let me ask you a question. I think if you're looking at there's being raised in hatred, it's like an indoctrination. So is what I've seen it as. There's another way of looking at it too, That's I, and I don't know if you guys have have had the opportunity to know any gentlemen that fought in World War II in the Pacific battles in particular. Yeah, I've talked uh, to some. Not, Specifically in the Pacific. Well, the reason I read, uh, the reason I bring up the Pacific battle is because we called the Japanese at that time Japs, and that was you know that's a derogatory term for Japanese people. And I will tell you, having known uh, three or four gentlemen that fought in the Pacific battle, actually lost friends and shot at and killed the Japanese people during the time. To this day. They understand forgiveness and how we we need to you know kind of give away the past, but have never forgiven the Japanese for what they went through. That's and that's so, a different level of forgiveness. Well, yeah, and so I mean, at, at that point, do you say, okay, I under, you know you have a you know you I can understand your bias, but you know you're being bigoted and. Uh, they go, well, I can't help it. I lost friends. I, I fought in the war. I, you know, it was just, it, it is what it is. And I can totally understand that. Um, well, that's, that's it. Like, like I said, though, that, that, that's extreme circumstances. That's, I would like to believe, even though the 20th century proved me wrong, that that's not common. So one of the things that might point to your correctness about that is the other people that I had known 
that fought in the German battles against Germans don't seem to have the same feeling. They, you know, and yet here's a yeah. here's a group of Nazis that killed six million people in concentration camps, and yet they get a pass. They make strudel. It's all good. Well, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know how much we See how give bad them a that pass. was? That was bad for me. I'm sorry. I mean, we still have video games where yes. you kill Nazis. Yes, yes. Do you kill the Japanese? How often do you fight the I Pacific don't... Well, see, there's the, Japanese. I don't, and, I don't and, think and, that and, game it, actually exists it, that I can remember. Well, there, there you go. Yeah, and maybe, but maybe, so we still kill Nazis. Is that? Uh, but we're not out fighting Midway. Well, Battle Specific of Midway game. Campaign? No, no, there's had, a game. Yes, actually. there is a game, Battle of Midway. So I, I, I know, um, but I'm just saying, but we don't see that very often in comparison to how often Nazis I, are portrayed as enemies that we go out and kill in, in video games. In video games. I, I see yes. what I see what Rob is saying though, because the Germans are more similar yeah. similar to us. I mean don't forget up until World War II, German was the number two number yeah, the, the highest spoken language in the United States up until that point. I mean that makes sense, you know, that that the Japanese are dissimilar to us. Like, you know, you you can and I'm sorry, this sounds really bad, but I'm proving a point, is you can tell when a person's Asian versus when a person's German. It's easier to tell stereotypically. Well, correct, because... because they're Do dissimilar. they have a German accent? Well, I mean, other than accent, if you were to look at them... <laughs> That's what I'm right. kind of just saying. Right, right. You really can't tell other than no. So I mean, You're absolutely you, right. Um, you can't, whereas an Asian person, you can, or a black person, you can, or an Indian person, you can, or... Or so, an African person, you can. So th there lies the difference. One question, and I don't know if there's an answer to this because I'm going to say this poorly. Is it an ideological hatred? Like they hated the Nazis because the ideological method of it sure. versus like what it seemed. Like according to this book, uh, With the Old Breed by E.B. Sledge, huh? it, it talks about how they just wave after wave and they wouldn't give up like like a hundred uh oh you mean the japanese the japanese so like oh well they never so they, that was that so i think yeah, i wonder it, if it's a, a difference between like the germans at one some point just seem to say fuck it i'm done versus the japanese for some reason it was a just disgrace to, they could not surrender it was a disgrace to surrender to the emperor and and it was a whole different ideology well that's what yeah, you kill yourself right that's yeah. what I was wondering is, 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 would that be enough? Like versus the Germans at some point would say, okay, I give up versus the, 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 the Japanese would not. Is that, was that the ideological difference? I, I don't know. You know, and unfortunately we, there's not, our numbers of World War II surviving <coughs> veterans are dwindling and dwindling, dwindling. And we don't have an opportunity maybe to go out and actually interview some more and, and, and get some and, ideas. But, and I could be talking out of my ass. I mean, it could be just the fact that, Hey, these guys look Asian, therefore, no, I, I think you're like, probably right because it's easier when you can see an easy look. And 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 a, okay, let's let's put this towards the Jewish people. There is a look that stereotypically, is yeah. stereotypically pointed at as a Jewish person, and and so maybe that's added to it as well. I don't know. Oh, by the way, before I forget, uh, Tom Hanks has a brand new movie on Apple TV Plus called Greyhound. Mm -hmm. You have to watch it. It's World War II about a destroyer that is trying to protect 
uh, merchant ships going across uh, the, uh, the Atlantic to England and in an area called the Dark Pit that had no air cover <laughs> and what they had to go through. And it is an excellent movie. was supposed to be released in theaters. They went ahead and released it on Apple TV+. Because I, th- I think there's a Midway movie I want to see, too, that recently came out. It was originally like a John Wayne movie, so I'll add that to my list. Yeah, no, it's called Greyhound. It done really well. Tom Hanks wrote, wrote the screenplay <laughs> by, uh, for this, by the way. and uh, Not surprised by that. It, it's He did a really, really good job. I mean... Um, He's been studying World War II for quite a long time. Obviously, since you know, uh, serving Private Ryan, saving Private Ryan. So, was this a Playtone creation? Playtone is his. Yeah, I think I think he. I know Playtone's got a credit in it. That's I, awesome. Yeah, good for him. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> good movie because that's that that thing you do. Well, what was nice about it too, also, is that it was supposed to be released in theaters. Uh, I think they changed it up. It's only about an hour <laughs> and a half versus a normal two-hour movie for theater movies, and uh, what decided to go ahead and release it. For online view, I'll have to watch uh, it. I, I want to see it. Yeah, well worth it. Interesting. So I, I, I am, I am curious about the, uh, about kind of the hatred thing because I find it fascinating. And if y'all have another topic, we can switch. I, I remember have a closing. James, one. James and I, I remember watching a couple of skinhead neo Nazis <coughs> um, documentaries. And they really fascinated me. But besides the fact that everybody involved was spun out of their mind, um, these guys were so high, I don't think they knew their feet were touching the floor. And they would, they would say all this, 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 this shit about the, the, the Jews or the blacks, and they're this and they're that. And I, I just, I, I never, I don't get it. And then you, you turn around and these guys would be on their hoods saying, like, psalms and preaching Jesus. And yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by... The hypocrisy of that. Um, a, Jesus was Jew. Um, so you, you're automatically, there's some Don't issues. tell them that. We could start a whole war if they got, they understood that. I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> well, there literally has been a lot of wars over whether <laughs> yeah. or not Jesus I mean, just with the skinheads and the, the, I just, the KKK <clears throat> jerks. Because it's so outside of my purview, out of my, anything that of my experience. Jesus was an Aryan. Right. So in the Middle he was East. an Aryan Jew. In the he Middle was East. an Aryan Jew. Leave it alone. <laughs> well, let's face it. The depictions. <laughs> Aryan Jew. The, the, I think I just broke John's brain. Yeah. No, the, I just, the, 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 just those two words don't fit together. Don't work together. I, well, you know what? I, I, and I'm going to tell you why part of the, the part of the problem is that most of the images we have of Jesus uh, are basically of a, a white male. True, they're, they're yeah. European centric, and and centric. and the reality is he wouldn't look anything like the average picture that we see of Jesus depicted. Oh, in. No. Oh, that's true. I mean, instead of being this tall white dude with long locks with long hair, he would have been most likely a fairly short Jewish guy. Well, well, you know, he would have had darker skin. His facial features would have been different. He would, he have, would have had darker skin just because he lived in an area where it was <laughs> They're in the sun all hell. the time. Well, but the, besides <laughs> that, I mean, yeah. his all his features and everything would be entirely different than most of the depictions that we see in, in, in today's pictures of Jesus. But yeah, so. that's true. And a lot of those are holdover from the Eurocentral, um, just from the, the founding of America, really. That's really what it came from. Um, being false, but that's where it came from. Right. 
I mean, at least we know what the genesis of that is. I, I don't know. I just, I'm the, the idea of hatred. I mean, there's people I really dislike, but I was, I was thinking about this the other day. Is there anybody I actually truly hate? I, I don't think there is. Like a group of people or a person? Well, just in general, because I was thinking about the, to actually hate somebody, to some degree, you have to care about said group. And there are, the, the, so that's the part is, I don't care. And, and saying I don't care isn't a negative. It's saying, hey, you do you. You live your life how you see fit. I live my life how we see fit. We can sing Kumbaya and join the drum circle. But if you hate a Jew, for example, if you're a white dude, you have to care on some level about their existence. Because otherwise, why would you give a shit? Why would you give a shit if, if this, you know, like this guy's forefather was like Kuta Kente on roots? Why the fuck would you care about? I don't, I just don't get it. It just blows my mind. Every time I think about it, I just don't see how, where these wires disconnect. Like, you know, you see what I'm saying? Because there's an element. Well, of I was with you until that last Kunta Kente statement. Well, the, the, for, That's totally different. No, no, it's saying like, <laughs> you're, you're, it's just in general. I'm, I'm just trying to prove the fact that you hate so much somebody so much that you hate his ancestors. Like you just you just like everything about him, and I don't because get it. Because hate is a very strong emotion. And but I also think that's an and element people of people are addressed. What do you think that's driven an, an, by emotion? What do you think there's an element that you have to care about that person or though or that 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 group of people? Because because nah, I, I think to, to have I, some sort I of, think I think you're right in the sense that you actually have to have some type of emotion or caring as to what that group is doing, because otherwise you would be disinterested and have no desire to interact or even give any emotion or feeling towards that group that that's where i think you're coming from yeah right, john I, it poorly stated but yeah so, um but on, i was poorly stated not you um yeah so i think you're right in that sense is the fact that <laughs> they have to have some type of obsession with it i guess i, I don't know it's like you're, you're letting these people live rent free in your head and they didn't do anything to you and, and for some reason, you have this invisible grievance against them. Um, and the, the, so from my little a bit of research, for some reason, these skinheads think that the Jews have Zog, Zionist-occupied government. They think for some reason that the Jews control the government. I mean, hey, there's Jews in the government. I don't see them controlling the government because they would probably be better organized. Um Probably be a lot richer too. So I see, just, see you guys keep beating that stereotypical drum. <laughs> there, there you go. Well, James is a Jew. Well, he I'm gets to say into, you I'm are a Jew. Into their, I'm a Jew. Into their, <laughs> I'm just feeding it into their you know mindset because yeah. they believe that they own so much money. They have you know they they run the diamond industry. They run Hollywood. Okay, I, that's they. That's, I mean, they go into a a, a vast inner workings of uh, when they use the term Zog, they don't just mean the government. They mean the financial uh, everything network, everything. They, so, they really believe that the Jews own and operate every infrastructure that has anything to do with finances, government, 
everything. It's a crazy conspiracy theory that they have going on. It's literally insane what they believe. If you want to go into a little bit more controversial topic, we can go into why would they hate, say, African-Americans when, you know, it's the old skylocking thing. If you prick us, don't do we not bleed the same? Um, there's really no difference. I mean, if you look at so what they used to believe, there, there, there were beliefs, what were wrong, said they were not the same as white people. But that's wrong. So, I mean, that's the same thing. as Weirdly weird stereotypes or really shitty science done by some sort of screwed up, fucked up white guy. I just don't get it. It's People are, are it seem, there seems to be an inherent distrust, dislike, whatever you want to call it, against somebody that's different than you are. And you think it would also be like trying to uh, trying to be too self-important, too, I'm thinking. That could be in there, but if we go back... I maybe, am important. If we go back maybe to way back, I mean, 10,000 years ago or whatever, you know, humans have been fighting humans forever. You have tribes next to each other that can't get along at all, and they're exactly the same. So it's based on fear, based on unknown, based on, <laughs> hey, they've got a better view of the river than I do, based on they get more deer that cross their property than I do, based on so, they've got more woolly, woolly mammoths than I do. Uh, you know, so is it logical? No, but it seems to be you, you go back and you look in the record, watching a Smithsonian channel, uh, special yesterday on uh, Jericho, and they're they're pulling out fossils that they're finding in that area that go back, you know, ten thousand years or more, and they're still killing each other. They found a skeleton with a arrow blade embedded in it that's ten thousand years old. So let's. Well, I mean, they do say that Cain and Abel. I mean, no. <laughs> You know, they, I know they were literally just, you know, brothers, obviously from the same mom and dad, according to all that. And they still killed each other. So, yeah. I mean, there you go. And it, it's, it's going to happen. And they, there was no real need for hatred between the two. I mean, it really wasn't. <laughs> I, I, I truly believe to a certain degree it is just embedded in our DNA and then it's indoctrinating on how you ra- you're raised or grow up or what you're near or whatever. And you, you, know, you don't like what you fear, that's part of it. Or you don't like what looks different, that's another part of it. So this, was, this is where Ryan would inevitably say that everybody is born good and just had shitty parents. And this is where I would say, no, we're all bad bad people who try to do good things. Just so you just flip. bring up the oldest argument of uh-huh. nature versus nurture, and then we go on a whole other tangent for about, what, uh, 45 minutes? I'm just trying to... You I'm... telling Ryan he's dumb, and Ryan <laughs> telling you that you're stupid, and, and then eventually you guys kill each other. So, just, you know, I mean, uh, there I just, you go. I just this wanted, is how it starts. Well, I just, see, I just want to agree. They just, look different. That'll do it. I just wanted Ryan to feel some love on this episode. Um I didn't get to tell him his new nickname either. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to telling him his new nickname. Uh, so we had somebody. Okay. Uh, we, no, we had somebody who was listening to the show a couple of weeks ago, and Ryan popped on. And according to them, they're like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> so Ryan's new nickname is. I'm thinking Who about. Who the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm, I'm I thinking like it. about, but I was thinking about like Ryan the Unknown Preston or, or something, 
or Ryan. I no, I kind of like Ryan. Who the fuck is this, Preston? <laughs> you got to remember. I have to remember this. So I, that's it's got to be something simple enough for my dumbass can remember. Oh, or, or, that's funny. Or uh, Ryan Nowhere Man, you know, a la Beatles. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, I got. I kind of uh, like who the fuck is this? That yeah, was a pretty good one. I, I like it too, fits. but that'll really keep us up in the adult content area. So. so. Ryan, who the fuck is this Preston? Be like like the, yeah. jo- like Johnny Carson. Here's Ryan. Who the fuck is this Preston? Yeah. That's funny. You know, yeah, I thought it was. I think it's a pretty good one. It's one of the I, best ones we've had for a while. <laughs> two things, really quick. I, I just want to add here. One thing is, you guys know who Rich Little is? Yes. Okay, so you know he's an impressionist. Rich Little. Yeah, Rich Little. Rich Little okay. was uh, is an impressionist. He's been around forever. I, I mean, I grew up with him as a kid. He was on all the funny shows. He was on Johnny alive. Carson. He's still alive. He's still doing shows and everything. Wow. He was on Mike Huckabee's show uh, a few days ago. Oh, okay. I had to look him up. I didn't know his name off, or yeah. his face off the top of my head, but yes, yeah. I know him. Uh, incredible. He's able to do voices. Just, just At the time, he was like, uh, you never heard anybody that could do what he could do, you know, imitations. Live and via the Ben Gay Studios. I was unbelievable. The the guy was just mind-blowing, and to this day he's still doing impressions. And I found out a little bit of <clears throat> history about him, the fact that he actually dubbed people like Jimmy Car- uh, Jimmy Stewart and uh, some other famous actors when they weren't available to finish up on a film and do some of the, some of the oh, voices. Wow. He actually was called in to do the voice. Wow, he did eight. Re- wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it was pretty good. So he's like, so he's basically like the Michael Winslow of yes. your generation. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Thank you. I was about to, I was trying to remember that dude's name. Yeah, I mean, these guys are unbelievable looking to do these impressions. That, that's how good I this mean, guy Michael was. Winslow is just, uh, I mean, I haven't seen anybody as good as he is. Yeah. So but yeah, I, now that you bring up Rich Little, yeah, I, I so have yeah, to say, he was yeah. kind of the pioneer uh, yeah, of, he was of that. Probably Probably the inspiration for Michael Winslow. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to finish my story about him. Yeah. The reason I bring it up is because I thought this was completely hysterical. He, uh, Mike Huckabee asked him, you know, well, who was, you know, one of your favorite people to uh, impersonate? And he said, Ronald Reagan. And, of course, he did some of the stuff from Ronald Reagan. He did Ronald Reagan's, short part of Ronald Reagan's speech about about the Russians and and how they should come over and everything. And then Ronald Reagan shared a story with them. I, I guess they were good friends. And I guess Ronald Reagan was asking, people are going to hate me for this one. Ronald Reagan was asked, so uh, when do you believe uh, a fetus is actually considered a human being? And Ronald Reagan said, when he's old enough to vote Republican. I remember that quote from something too. I that. <laughs> I yeah, I think I do remember hearing that quote before. Yeah, oh, that's oh, pretty wow. funny. Yeah, that's that's man. I can't believe he's only worth five million dollars. Well, who's that? Rich Little. Oh, Rich Little. Well, that so, doesn't seem very much for him. I mean, he's he, had a long career. Well, he and if you go in and look in more, you'll find out why he gives away almost all his money. 
Oh, he, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He gives to many, many causes. He's. Um, I was gonna say he's been around for a long time, and right. he has done a lot. He's very comfortable was, where he lives. He owns his property. He can't be thrown off. He's got all the money he he needs, and he gives everything else away. Well, don't forget, Kirk Douglas was only worth sixty million dollars when he died. So this is the, the story of old Hollywood actors didn't always get paid a lot of money. That's true. Um, matter of fact, yeah. actors still don't get paid a lot of money unless you're like within the top. Yeah, what? It's 10%? only the first. Not even that. I think it's the pop, top two percent make the most. Make you know ninety eight percent of all the money in Hollywood. I mean, so, hell, that's probably why Ron Perlman is a nonstop actor. Is he needs they, yeah, the they money? Don't, yeah, they do. I mean, it also depends on the lifestyle they have. And then you know, of course, nowadays with uh, all the social media. Uh, moguls. Uh, all they have to do is make a sex tape and become worth a billion dollars. So I won't. I won't mention the Kardashians. That's what we're doing wrong, John. Uh, <laughs> you got to go out there and make a sex tape, and then you know you, you can sell the show. That's right. I, I, That's I right. don't think anybody would want to see that. I don't quite have the cleavage. <laughs> so okay, uh, do you guys like to go out at night and look up up at the stars? I have too much. Uh, I do, sometimes. but I have too much yeah. light pollution. I mean, I, I I understand. No, you don't have that much. You'd be surprised it's, how much you can see. Um, got more than you, you'd think. Yeah, I heard that there's a that we're gonna be able to see a bunch of stuff pretty soon. There is, and they just discovered it, believe it or not, a new comet that popped up that they've missed <laughs> nearby, coming nearby the Earth that they're supposed to be looking for. It's now called the comet Neowise. Uh, it's actually the brightest comet in 23 years. Uh, since the last comet, which was Haley Bop in 1997, uh, <laughs> James, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no Haley Bop jokes. Are you gonna uh, buy me some Reebok? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, soon it'll be seen in our <laughs> northwestern skies after sunset. Uh, so it's uh, there was a few videos that I saw on from NASA here today. Uh, showing some of it, and it's going to uh, be its brightest coming up here around the 14th. Are uh, between... we going to be able to see it in this we hemisphere? Are. Yeah, we oh, are. Cool. We are in the northern hemisphere. Um, it says the best day of these to view the comet during the evening will come during July 14th through the 19th time frame. Um, and it's oh. best to look in the northwestern sky after sunset. So this It week... will appear to zoom just below the Big Dipper. So if you guys have had any experience of being able to know what the Big Dipper actually looks like, uh, <laughs> go and look for the Big Dipper. I know people I today people that know even... what that looks like. Yeah, exactly. I know people that would, uh, what, Dipper? Dipper what? Yeah, I know. There's, so that's, there's that's, a Big Dipper, a Little Dipper. There's all kinds of things. So that's there. this week as of the recording. That Correct. It's the it's brightest week, time you're going to see it. That's right. So between the 14th and the 19th of July 2020, uh, go out and look yeah, because you don't get to see these very often. And... Uh, I uh, it's kind of kind of a one of those wonderful things to get to see that you'll never see again. Yeah. <laughs> they keep saying there's all these things you'll never see again, and I've seen uh, quite a number of those things that you're never supposed to see again keep coming. So well, that's because you keep watching reruns. No, it happens all the time. <laughs> I mean, I you're in the I, loop I, back. It I keeps swear, looping back for you, John. Fuck! I should pause it back in the early <laughs> the, the, the mid '80s when life was easier. Right. That'd be. Past the crappy politicians, multiple uh, presidential ish issues. I try to get some light-hearted, great news and something to look forward to that the that God has given you to go up and look at. 
and it's a wonderful thing, and it just gets shot down. Well, hey, that's <laughs> you know that's you. that's that's a child from the nineties. I that's guess. that's I that's up. life. No matter how happy you try to be, there's going to be some asshole that I tells sh- you it's going to rain that day. Need to drag you up by your rear at night and have you look oh. up and go stars, see stars. That would require you to drive an hour from the studio. I don't <laughs> see you doing that. Uh, you know, I he's do, just going to call you. I do know there's lots of causes, but you're right. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I send him a text. <laughs> Drag yourself up by the ear and look up. Um, I got, I've got some, I got some neighbors that leave their lights on. I mean, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty because oh. I actually leave my lights on too. Um, but well, even, buy a BB gun and shoot them out. Uh, but no, I do have there, there. I do have enough light pollution that it does, it does cause some. Yeah, that's some not issue. that's not great when you have neighbors leaving their lights uh, on. I, I, okay, I, fine. Get a paintball gun with some black paint <laughs> pellets and shoot them out. It's not like they used to be when you used to be able to freeze the paintballs. I mean, that's why I said black so that it covers is, the light. John, is there such thing as a black paintball? Oh, there is. Really? They have every color that you can yeah. imagine. Ah, the Technicolor rainbow, just like a Peter Jackson movie. Well, you know, these there's these artists out there that use paintballs for creating art. Wait, they use paintballs for art now? Oh, they've been making art. Well, I got, why do I say now? That's probably been going on for a long time. Yeah, now. it has been. It's a long, long, long time. You guys have figured <laughs> I just out. don't pay attention. Raise your hand and I mean... slap your cro- yourself across the face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, John, go ahead. I'm waiting. Wrap it up, John. Hit, hit my drop. Are you done with the canned laughter now? No, not yet. Let's That's the see. we have this massive audience here, James. You're yeah. not here. Yeah, you should see. There's a whole there's, lot of people inside just, that star know, studio. Well, I'm glad I stayed home today. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's hard so, to do the show wearing a mask. So yeah, so <laughs> so I uh, want to thank you all for listening to the Bad Trio during the days of COVID. I hope you guys have a wonderful COVID Eve. Um, I I don't know the what y'all days planning. Of COVID. Yeah. Sad is that. <laughs> I, I, you know what? It, it kind of sounds, um, gosh, I got depressed. <laughs> oh God. It sounds like, Oh, Oh man. I forgot his name. The, the guy from the sixties who was a really prolific writer, uh, Bob, um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't get into your brain at this time. He, I have no idea. You know, he wrote a lot in the sixties, wrote a lot of prolific songs. Um, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan. It sounds like a Bob Dylan song, the COVID, the days of COVID days of COVID. No, that would have been Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Hello, COVID, my only friend. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I hope we brought some entertainment to your life or at, at least helped you not get sad and depressed. I mean, unfortunately, this episode is probably... It'd be nice if somebody at least, at the very least, you know, wrote a comment or two saying, yeah, we'd like to see it here next week's because this week's no, so good. No, they're just talking crap about, you know, DOS boots. Yeah, we still we're still getting a DOS boot hate mail. Yeah. Um, after all these years, <laughs> so hey, remember send all your 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 loving letters and how much you love Nazis to James for once and leave my fucking email out of it, because um, I know for some reason there's a whole herd of you who love DOS boot and just Nazis. Just leave me alone. Put my comment back up there explaining the difference between a Nazi and a German soldier. Okay, I don't know what the hell's wrong with people that they can't figure out the difference. 
I don't know, but they've been saying the same thing about you for years. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James the Fat Man, Stevens, Rob, the old guy, as always. I Hold dropped. on. I got to find uh, da, da, this one. See, I wound up. to the Rob Charney Show. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to edit, edit out the Rob Charney Show part. So, ladies hey. and gentlemen, Goodbye. as always, <laughs> thank you for listening. Good night and God bless and forgive us. Please. Goodbye. <laughs>